Welcome back, folks, to another lovely episode of the Socially Distant Podcast. This is Trent Hartloff, one of your hosts here. Um, here it's the fourteenth, fourteenth episode here. Everybody, crazy shits. Um, I'm always here, you know, with uh, my good friends Bradley and Dylan. How you doing, Brad? Good, 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 big shuggy. What an intro, loving it. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Doing great, you know, having a day. We'll talk about some of this stuff, but other than that, you know, great to be alive, great to be here. Dylan? Hell yeah. I am doing just dandy. Still, it's, things are kind of getting down to the wire. I've just been ordering furniture and everything for my apartment. <laughs> it's it's an awesome. interesting process. But That's awesome. Honestly, everything, it's a very good time to move into an apartment because there's mad 4th of July sales and shit. So everything's decently cheap, but the thing is, shipping and everything is stupid slow right now because of the virus and yeah. like coming out of it. Like the whole supply chain's all fucked, so some stuff I had to buy in stores. So you move in? You're moving July in 1st. the first? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Shit, and then where? Uh, where about in Pittsburgh is that located? The south side. Oh, I learned a fun fact about the Pittsburgh South Side and the street that I live on. Uh oh. Actually, it's yeah, just, yeah. Is so this I, a good or was, a bad fact? It's a good fact, oh, sort okay. of. That's all I want to hear. Sorry, that's here. <laughs> it depends on which way you want to take it. Okay, so I was. I was uh, there was a. I don't know. It was Father's Day or whatever, and my sister's boyfriend was there, and he was talking about how he's been to Pittsburgh before, and he was talking about the street. That has the longest, the most bars in the United States or something in like a one single street. And I'm like, why does that sound like the street that I live on? Please say it's your so street. So this morning, Please that thought got street. back in my head and I Googled it and I was like, uh, what area has the most bars per capita or whatever? And Pittsburgh is number one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Pittsburgh Southside actually is number one and then yes. Carson Street is actually the street that I live on that has the most bars in the United States I'm about to live on your street hell yeah dude there's every bar restaurant fucking thing you can possibly want there when I move there I'm literally gonna find an apartment as close as I can find to Carson just freaking I don't we'll care kill, I don't care if my, my upstairs <laughs> I don't care if my job is on the other end of Pittsburgh I will drive as far as I need to to work every day, if that means my house gets to be like right next to every single bar and on demand, I'm down I for mean, that. Like fucking, um, I mean, in reality, you could live anywhere in Pittsburgh and still probably get there in less than twenty minutes. Really? Yeah, I thought I mean, it would take longer than that. Nah, literally every neighborhood that I looked at to get downtown, it was no more than twenty minutes. You could live like fucking way. Oh, and like Squirrel Hill, which is like it's kind of farther <laughs> out. Squirrel Hill? No way. That's where. Yeah, but that's good then. That's good to know. Yeah, even no, through like even through like busy rush hour traffic and stuff, it's still like. I, I mean, it, that kind of de- the rush hour thing kind of depends because there are parts okay. where you have to drive through a tunnel. If you have to drive through a tunnel, it's going to take a long time. Okay. So if you can live somewhere where you avoid a tunnel, then you're good. Nice. Yeah, I can't wait to, like, come down there and check it out more. Like I said, when Chucky and I went, like, we went we went a long time ago when I was younger, when we went to the old, um, we went to the old Penguin Stadium. That was when it was, um, 
Now it's PPG. What was it before? I think it was... Oh, gosh. Testing my penguin's knowledge. <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to look it up. Um, old penguins arena. Well, as soon as, as, soon as it pops up, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. I'm going to blow Civic my arena. nose. The old one, yeah. Civic Arena. It was... Um, mm. Formerly the Simon, later Mellon. It's located downtown. It's located right downtown. But um, it the, it's probably the same stadium. They just renamed it. I think so. Way. Unless they tore it down and put a new one up. They might have. Yeah, I mean they closed it the twenty six. I think they. Yeah, because now it's PPG, and I don't think PPG's in the same spot. But anyway, we went to that old one, um, before, and then like. I was so young, we didn't really walk around and we didn't really go anywhere. And then when Chucky and I went to PPG back in 2016, it was now, 2016, 2017 for the playoffs, we literally only walked like a half mile around like the stadium. So I only like, got to see like a couple yeah. of restaurants. It's it's wild though. There's a lot of, is, is, is there a lot of hills? Yes. There yeah, is. because like it's the like stadium sits, yeah, the stadium sits like right on top of this one hill. And then like you could go off like a couple different roads and they're all like downhill into like the rest of it. And then it climbs back up. It's pretty dope. Yep. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It's a very hilly city. I don't know if I told this story last week on the podcast. Did I tell you guys about like the fucking 90 degree angle hill that I had to go up? Yeah, <laughs> that was so funny. I don't know if you said it on the podcast, but you told us about it. I yeah, I think I, I've heard about it. I don't know if it was on the podcast though. I don't remember, but moral of the story is there are some neighborhoods in Pittsburgh that I don't understand how people live there in the wintertime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good point. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, how are the winters? That shit. I'm assuming they're pretty similar to around here. Because, they gotta like, be bad. They're like it, right next to us. Sort yeah. Of. I'm a, like, maybe they don't get lake effect snow because it's not on Lake Erie as much. Mm. True. But, I mean, they they sit most of Pittsburgh's down in the valley, like in a valley between all those mountains, so I'm assuming it's some oh, yeah. weird weathered pattern Doesn't happens. Pittsburgh they like flood? Pittsburgh I, I honestly flood. would imagine. I, they used to flood, actually, and I, I think if I remember correctly, because I was doing some research on That's Pittsburgh. That's why the Kinsua Dam was built. Yes, that is why the Kinsua Dam was built, and... Uh, that's when they flooded out mad Native Americans. Yeah, I oh. learned about that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, that's really fucked up. Goddamn. But you the just, rivers in Pittsburgh don't flood anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy that there's three rivers in Pittsburgh. Do you know them yeah. all? Uh, there's like the Mongolia River. Mongolia River. Something that starts with an M. Uh, there's the Allegheny River, and then I don't know what the third one is, because the third one is, like, where the Mongola and the Allegheny meet, and it well, creates the third one, I'm like, pretty sure. Pittsburgh it's itself denial. is, like, kind of, not <laughs> technically, but isn't Pittsburgh itself almost kind of like an island? Like, it's it's kind of, but not at the same time. What's the, what's the term? It's a, like a peninsula. Yeah. Because actually, Cause, like, um... D- downtown's a peninsula. That's what they, uh... Isn't, isn't Pittsburgh what they based Gotham City off of? In Batman? No, Gotham City is based off of like New York City and Chicago. Cause, uh, what's it called? New Manhattan's kind of peninsula too. Is it? Um, I could have swore it was Pittsburgh. The East River I, I and swore the, I read the Hudson River like split down the middle. So Sorry, it's Chicago. Two... Uh, Pittsburgh is a peninsula. I gotta get an overviewing map of Pittsburgh on my screen. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah, because at the right downtown, like where the three rivers meet, there's like a, a park. It's called like the Point Park, mm. and it's right it's right at the tip. And there's like a big fountain where the three oh. rivers meet. Oh shit! This shit. Yeah, looks I thought it dope. was. Uh, oh, I think I'm looking at it. Is it on the very end or is it like in the grass? Uh, it's on the very end. Okay. It's like right where the rivers meet. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, I see it. Okay, there was this, the fountain's not going in this picture, and then the next picture over, it's full, full blast. I, I've never actually seen it going. Every single time I've went there, it was not turned on. They're like, y'all, Gunther's coming. Shut that bitch down. <laughs> I would like to see it when it's right. full. But that's you can see like the, um, what's it called, the Steeler Stadium from right there. Yeah, I'm trying to look at like the picture and see what exactly I'm looking. If you at. go to the map, or either of you looking at a map of Pittsburgh. I'm looking at an overview. I could find a map. I'm looking at just, like, a picture. If you go to Google Maps and you go to, like, where the Point State Park Fountain is. um, I'm looking at that right now. You can see... Does it say, like, South Shore? Whoa, bro. The Andy Warhol Museum? We're going there, dude. Yeah, dude. I've been there, honestly. It's really... That's a really cool museum. Is it? Yeah. I'm going. Andy Warhol is from Pittsburgh. I did not know that. Yes, he is a weird dude. A lot of the architecture in Pittsburgh is actually dude. designed by him. Monong- yeah, so the Monongahela River is like on the left side. If you're well, on the right, if you're looking at the fountain, it's on the right side. Allegheny's on the left side. Yeah, the Monongahela Ohio- River is like a block away from my apartment. Nice. Oh, oh yeah, south side it's, right it goes in, it goes into the Ohio River. That's what happens. It yeah. creates the Ohio River. That's a pretty cool, what, Bruno Island? Bruna Island? That's cool. And then, yeah, the Ohio River. And then you have the Neville Township. And that bitch just keeps on going. Yeah. That's dope. It's, a very, it's just a very interesting. I don't know. I would like to. I mean, I've done a lot of research on Pittsburgh after the fact of it being created. But mm-hmm. I, I don't really know much about, like, why they decide. I mean, I guess it's a really good spot to make, like, a city. Especially a steel city. Because you got all those shipping lanes. Yeah. You got the rivers and everything. How That's honestly a cool-ass fucking city. Blue Slide. That Blue Slides Park is in Squirrel Hill. So, oh, okay. um, it's, uh, that's like a 10, 15-minute drive probably to Squirrel Hill. All right, Dylan, that's I'm looking bad. at... What'd you say? Clarence? Hmm? You said Clarence Street? Oh, no. Uh, Carson Street. Carson, I'm seeing Carson Street. How many bars? So, like, are if, if I'm looking at Southside Flats, am I going more to the left or more to the right? If you, you see the Liberty Bridge, it's to the right of the Liberty Bridge. To the right of the Liberty Bridge. I do not see the Liberty Bridge yet. There's the Liberty Bridge to the right of the Liberty Bridge. Like a down. Do you see the Holiday Inn? You go down a little uh, bit from the Holiday Inn. It's like the big street. I do not right see the Holiday Liberty. Inn, but I see Prestige Delivery Systems. <laughs> Am I close? <laughs> I don't know where prestige. Well, I don't. You're a fucking Pittsburgh man. You don't even know where it is. <laughs> this is becoming a very visual podcast. I know it is. Right, we need to get away from this. We need to get away from this because everybody's gonna be like, "What the fuck is there? Are they? Talking about? <laughs> We're just talking about moving on on point. the agenda for today. Um, we should really kind of first first topic that we had written down to cover. We should really talk about this whole mixer uh shutdown debacle yeah that's a very interesting thing 
Do you know like the- exactly what happened? Because I just read a little bit, but I don't know exactly the reasonings. Give us the rundown, Dylan. I'm okay. So the original rundown was that just out of the blue, Mixer shut down and they partnered with Facebook Gaming. And that, um, so yesterday, what is today's date? Today's the 22nd. 23rd. 23rd, yeah. So yesterday, out of the blue, Mixer tweets, we are shutting down operations and we are partnering with Facebook Gaming. They put out like a whole post about how if you're partnered with Mixer, you can take your partnership over to Facebook Gaming, no problem. And Yeah, but, Ninja said, fucked up. So the thing is, for the viewers who don't know, Mixer is a plat is a platform similar to Twitch, like game game streaming. Obviously there's other people stream other stuff on there, like lifestyle stuff and like that and boobs. And <laughs> we uh, like boobs. these. We do like but these. Mix- Mixer's always been kind of like a more family-friendly version of Twitch, I would say, because Microsoft, based on my experiences with them, they very much like to censor things, like messages that you send people. (laughs) 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 So Microsoft, like, I think overall Mixer is a more family-friendly version of Twitch. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not, not saying that it's like, only for kids or anything, but, like, they do try to make a more, like, inclusive kind of environment. And they did have a lot of cool technology in Mixer. There was, like, stuff where, like, streamers could, like, uh, I don't know, like, because, like, you know how you can have Mixer on your Xbox and everything? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Since it was a Microsoft thing, they had cool technology where, like, the streamers could, like, bring people into their stream and stuff and weird other things through, like, Mixer. And... I, I've never really used it. I just know they had some cool things that you could do since it was hooked up with Xbox like that and more, like, audience engagement kind of tools than Twitch has. Um. So, yeah, so they said they were shutting down and everything, but the thing is, I'm trying to think. I think Ninja signed with Mixer and signed an exclusive deal with Mixer where he would only stream on Mixer, so kind of like a, what Joe Rogan did with, like, a licensing thing. Um, it didn't take away from anything else besides that he was exclusive to Mixer. He could still take whatever sponsorships and whatever he wanted. Um, so Ninja signed a $30 million deal with them, and this was supposed to be over a lot, I don't know, what the period of time that he was exclusive to them with, it definitely was not this short of amount of time, so when Mixer shut down, they talked to Ninja, and they're like, hey, we're shutting down, um, we're gonna, your contract is done then, because Mixer doesn't exist anymore, and you can go anywhere, and then Facebook came over, and they're like, hey, I know you were streaming on Mixer. We're, we now pretty much have everything that Mixer has. Um, would you like to come stream for us for $60 million? So oh. they doubled his contract number. So you still would have gotten that $30 million, and then he would have got another $60 million on top of that. And he said no. Oh. <laughs> and so, and the same thing with... I don't know if they offered Shroud another contract, but Shroud is another big gamer who was on Twitch, and then he went over to Mixer. And he got a $10 million deal. So both of them are now free agents in this kind of streaming licensing deal kind of world that is evolving. And they both walked away with a lot of money for little to no work. And the thing is, Ninja's in a very good spot right now because he did turn down that Facebook deal. Because it shows that he 
he knows his worth and 60 if he's not willing to take 60 million dollars someone's gonna have to give him something but i personally think he doesn't want to go to facebook gaming because facebook is just a piece of trash website yeah and who the fuck's gonna I, go watch him on facebook yeah the thing is there's no audience on facebook gaming yeah. absolutely yeah. no audience oh, and, and another thing too that like back when like I used to like back when I used to like watch his stream when he was kind of like blowing up and like coming to is like even though like he's he's always been one of those people and like he talks about it a lot I still follow him on Twitter and stuff and he's really like vocal about it on Twitter about like being like he's kind of like I guess you could say like the voice in the face of the whole like um streaming like you know like gamer yeah. profession like he's kind of like the head just as of right now just because like how popular he got through like Fortnite and stuff but he would always make comments about how, like, even though he, like, wants to make money and wants to be successful, like, that's not the reason he's into, like, in it to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, maybe that's part of the reason, too, he didn't take that, because he's like, why would I just sell out for 60 mil? I'm like, I'm not just going to yeah. go on some shitty platform just because I can make a shit ton of money. Like, yeah. go on a platform yeah. for maybe less and have, like, a better audience and just, like, a better experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's already set for life. It's not like he needs to go make more money. Yeah, yeah. He, I, made, I he, made, he made $30 million. I mean, like, he's fine. <laughs> I think he learned his lesson from Mixer, too, because he took a big viewership hit yeah, when he, he went did. over to Mixer. And I I think, because Twitch really did fuck him over when he left Twitch, I don't think he's going to go back to Twitch. No, I don't even think so. What if they, they don't? They probably, won't even, they probably left, don't want him. When he left Twitch, they turned his channel into, like, a promotion for other people's streams and shit. Like... They, like, took it over, and they were just promoting other streams on his page without his permission. Yeah, and they were doing a bunch of... They were doing a bunch of shady shit, too. Like, they were doing, like, uh... I saw him tweet or talk about it. I think they ran, like... I almost want to say they ran, like, a fucking, like, porn ad. No, they didn't... Twitch didn't do that, but someone... they Okay, so the way that, like, they were promoting people was it was whoever... They were promoting other Fortnite streams. So whoever had the most views on the Fortnite like page or whatever would get promoted on his page. So someone found a way to put porn on Twitch, and then they got the most views on there, and then that porn video ended up on Ninja's page, and okay. it was being promoted on Ninja's page. Without his permission, without his knowledge or anything, he didn't know about it until like we all knew about it when people were sending him screenshots of porn on his uh, Twitch hey, channel. Hey, bro, <laughs> porn on your Twitch channel, though. Yeah, so that right there is what I think, and right now Twitch is also in a really bad spot. After we kind of talk about the whole overview, we can kind of go into like the deeper stuff about these accusations and everything coming out, but I think he's going to go to YouTube, because PewDiePie just signed a fat deal with YouTube as well. So YouTube's trying to pick up licensing deals, and YouTube has the audience. Yeah, it's, not like, bigger <laughs> aud- yeah, it's not like they don't have the money either. Yeah, and Ninja it's already cool. has, like, 25 million subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. He takes his streams over to YouTube, boom, he has viewers right there, and probably more viewers than he would get on Twitch. Yeah, very true. He probably should, honestly. Yeah, Twitch is also fucked up, too, though, with all this, like, shit that their CEO was putting out. Like, everybody was, like, roasting his ass, talking shit about him. Mm. Yeah, so that kind of gets into why this stuff that kind of came out after Mixer shut down was that um, there was a whole bunch of, like, racist... I don't know. This One of Mixer's ex-employees came out with this 
whole big long thing I haven't linked in the doc, but I can kind of go over it just from what I remember. He put out this whole big thing about how he was working for Microsoft and then he relocated over to Mixer and he was like one of the only few black employees there. And I want to find his, like one of the higher, uh, his manager. Yeah, his manager said, uh, let's see, I'll read this because this is pretty much like the biggest part of it. My manager decided to give us an analogy. That analogy was, I'm in between a rock and a hard place. What I mean is all the partners on Mixer uh, are my slaves. I own their content. I control their success on our platform. For me, I am the slave master. I own our partners. Jesus. And Wait, he Twitch said or that, Mixer? Mixer said that. Okay. So, well, one of the people, one of the managers in Mixer, with this black employee in the room and everything, and apparently the black employee went and reported that to HR because he felt very uncomfortable that the man was literally uh -huh. making slave master analogies. <laughs> yeah, I would report in front shit of him, that, dude. And Mixer did nothing about it. Yeah. And so, um, and I think he goes on to talk about a couple other situations where he felt uncomfortable with the race, the like them allowing that kind of racism inside the company. And so that came out the day before Mixer announced shutting down. So I, <laughs> I question if Mixer knew that this shitstorm was coming because of we're in a very, uh, I don't know how to say it without making people mad. We're in a very cancel culture kind of situation right now where every... We're in a delicate time. Yeah, delicate time, I guess, is a better way. Delicate times. Uh, um, and I think they knew that shitstorm was coming, and I think yeah. they wanted to get ahead of it before, mm -hmm. and so they went over to Facebook, and they were like, Save us! Because Facebook Save doesn't give a shit. Us. Facebook's got more racist content on it than fucking... The entire oh, they, internet. They don't. They don't take shit off Facebook, bro. They allow you. They allow you to do anything on Facebook. No, and so I think that's. I personally, and a lot of people think that's what why Mixer decided to close their doors. But the yeah. other side of the argument that I heard, and I I understand this too, is that Ninja's going to be okay. Shroud's going to be okay. But what about all these like little tiny streamers that are all over the platform that went over to Mixer because they're like, hey. This platform is new. Maybe it'll blow up like Twitch, and we're gonna be like, we're gonna be the next ninjas because we were there day one. Kind of like how we use that Delphi app. Like we're there early on, like early adapters and shit. Yes. And so all those streamers that like gave up their Twitch streaming and everything to go over to Mixer for a chance to do this, and Mixer gave them less than thirty days to like find a new place to stream. Like yeah, they can move over to Facebook, but we've seen it with ninja like ninja went over to mixer and his audience didn't transfer his numbers dropped significantly yeah. audience to move an audience is very hard people aren't very big on like oh yeah i because nobody wants nobody people prefer like the platform that they prefer like they're, mm -hmm. they're not going to go over to facebook gaming because like that no one's one going to go on Facebook Gaming that. unless they have such big names and like events that people have to go to Facebook Gaming. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's the only way. That's why they're I had to, to shut up sixty. I had to go to um, them, but I had to go to Mixer to for an audience for a little bit, like for one, for like I don't know if it was a full season or like how long exactly it was, but like uh, 
like the SPL, the Smite Pro League, they like switched over to Mixer for like a short amount of time. And then like after a while, like they went back to Twitch and then started using like the YouTube like live streaming too, which is that mm-hmm. I just watch it on that now. But like, yeah. I know I was like, fuck, I was like, now I got to download Mixer to watch the Smite Pro League. And then after like a couple months or like the season was done, it, they went back to Twitch and I was like, yes, here we go. And then like I the YouTube thing opened up. Yeah, I would much prefer that everybody goes over to YouTube because that's the platform that I use the most. Yep. And I feel like if everything's in one spot, it would be a lot easier. But it's also not a good thing to have everything in one spot because then you create a monopoly in the market. Yeah, true. And then nobody has a choice. It's a good thing that Twitch exists, but Twitch is also, like, seriously fucked up. Like, there's all this shit with, like, all the female streamers getting, like, special treatment. And not getting banned for Whoa, doing like bro, fucked up shit like throwing their cats. On. That chick, that chick yeah. whooped her cat off of her fucking desk, and like nothing happened. Yeah. And then so like that, right there, yeah. there's this. I don't know that why so Amazon. Okay, so when when YouTube does like something fucked up happens on YouTube, Google fucking goes hard after YouTube to make them fix it. That's why there's adpocalypses and everything is because Google was like. Because they obviously own Google, YouTube and everything, yeah. so they they're the the parent company. And when those ad dollars start getting affected, that's the only reason Google bought YouTube is for those ad dollars. So when those ad dollars start going away because some controversy pops up, Google s- hits them with a fucking hammer and goes, <laughs> "Fucking fix it, <laughs> or we're gonna come in there and fix it." <laughs> <laughs> And, uh... You better fucking fix it! Yeah, so I don't know why Amazon doesn't do that. Because Amazon's the parent company of Twitch. Why doesn't Amazon fucking hit them with a hammer and fix up the platform? Because Twitch is, honestly, would be in the place to be a competitor to YouTube. But it's not. Because there's all this fucked up shit happening. And they also, they don't update the platform that often. It's just kind of been Twitch for a long time. I, like, they add little things here and there to make, like, the stream, like, bits and stuff like that to make, like, the audience interaction better. But, like, why don't they add, like, actual ability to upload videos onto Twitch and stuff like that? They ha- Amazon has the server space to do it. Amazon owns, like, 60% of the internet servers in the United States with Am- Amazon <laughs> Web Services. services. Yeah, so, that's so true. I don't understand why Amazon doesn't use Twitch as a, a competitor to YouTube. Because there really needs to be a, a actual competitor to YouTube, because there really isn't. And it, if anybody could do it, it would be Amazon. And I, I've, I've never understood why they haven't went for that direction. It is true. If, if you're going to make an investment into something, you probably should actually keep up with it. And... I mean, they they kind of let Twitch be its own company, though, which is good and bad in some ways, because if the company itself is corrupt, then yeah. you kind of have to step in and make changes. But then again, Amazon sort of fucked up, too, so it's not like they yeah, really give true. a that's true. Amazon is like... <laughs> I know. There's so much shit that's fucked up. They, none of them know what to do. Yeah. They're just fucking shooting in the dark. Yeah. Taking yeah. shots in the dark. Yeah, overall, at the end of the day, Ninja and Shroud won. And, oh, hell yeah. And they're going to continue to win because wherever they go next, they're going to be making a lot of money. They made out like fucking kings, bro. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, Excuse me. I think that's... I think Good for them, though, honestly. Like, 
Yeah, for sure. Living the dream. Get your money. No matter what it takes, get your money. It's yeah, crazy. Sure. Bunch of interesting stuff in the gaming world, man. Yeah. But I wish other than I could... that, kind of going off of that, we've also seen in the past week, there's been a lot of me. I think last Sunday was like Me Too Sunday, or I don't know what the actual. I think that's what they were calling it. So a lot of Me Too stories came out, and yeah. people are getting hammered with Me Too stories. Like every there, I was watching Drama Alert yesterday, and Keemstar said there's so many Me Too things going on right now in the gaming community that he can't even report on them because there's so many of them. And, and like honestly, even, though, I don't even think half of them are probably legit. I don't. That's I, the thing. We're I in believe a very, it. You know what I mean? I'll never like. I'll never. I'll never, like, turn away from anybody who, like, claims that something happened to them or, like, you know, comes out about something. But at the same time, like, I don't know. You, you, I don't believe that whole, like, oh, I didn't have, like, the courage or, like, didn't know how to come out about it at first. And then when somebody else did it, it's like, oh, well, they did it. So then I just felt confident in doing it. Like, nah, like, you can only push that shit so far. It either happened yeah. and you come out about it right away. Mm-hmm. Or like it, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, and then I saw something too, like uh, that show with the one Sprouse Brothers in Riverdale. Mm-hmm. I guess there was like, I guess there was some accusations against like one of the uh, one of the actors on that show, and I guess like the rest of the cast like backed them up. I was like, no, like, yeah, like defending well, them about it. That's the thing. I'm. I wish people just wouldn't lie because the the whole argument since this whole Me Too thing was believe all women, mm-hmm. but when you have people who have been proved to lie there's been multiple cases where it's been proven that they actually did lie yeah that just hurts the movement altogether i don't understand why if you want this movement to actually be successful i mean there's always bad apples in like any movement Mm -hmm. but like something something like this where your whole thing is believe all women but you have situations where it's been proven that people are lying it's just very harmful and like i i want to believe all these stories but like it's with anything else in this nowadays is you can't believe anything you read on the internet it's just like you it's i don't know it's just we live in a very weird time period where nothing is believable because there's so many instances where it's not true and it's just really fucked up because i i shouldn't have to be like oh that girl's lying or like I shouldn't, there shouldn't yeah, be a thought that, in my head. That's, not something, ta- yeah, that's not something you should lie about. Yeah. That's not something you should lie about to begin with. Cause then when it actually does happen like to people and like legitimately it like, you know what I mean? Like it legitimately happens and like it yeah. affects them and it harms them. Then it just like, they're just kind of, you know what I mean? It's just like spitting in their face. Like, Oh, sorry. I lied about it when it yeah, actually yeah, happened yeah. to you. Like you just look like a dumbass yeah. and an asshole. Like, I saw um, Chris, you know the uh, comedian Chris D'Elia, if you've seen anything that's happened with him recently. I saw a bunch of people fucking roasting him and talking shit, but I was confused on what exactly was going on. Well, he has, like, apparently, like, 500-plus allegations against him now in the past <laughs> week Now, from, from underage girls. Some of those I would possibly believe. <laughs> I don't... Chris D'Elia, he's a comedian. Do you remember that um, Logic song? Uh, with Eminem, the music like the, video, the 
dude at yeah, the dude at the end or whatever does like that Eminem impression. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that guy. He I mean he does look like a fucking Where he's a plane. Oh, I know this yeah, guy. You know, you know that you're using way too many napkins. That one. That guy. Mad allegate like underage allegations against him. And I, I saw a clip on TikTok of he's on a pod I think he was on Burt Kreischer's podcast, maybe. And like they were talking about someone getting like me to it or something, and they were talking about like uh Snapchat like being able to like take screenshots and stuff on Snapchat. And his face was fuck. He was flabbergasted that you could take pictures yeah, like, screenshots I saw that, on Snapchat. <laughs> I saw that. He was like, "What?" He had no he idea had, what was going on. He had no clue that there was some way that you could keep Snapchats. <laughs> what's the He's the guy you said though? The the big dude. What was what's his name? Kaiser. Brett Kaiser. Oh, Bert Kreischer. Bert, Bert Kreischer. Yeah, he's funny as fuck. Yeah, yeah I think it was Bird. I'm pretty sure it was on. He's hilarious because he's the one that goes on uh, Joe. Joe Rogan's. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bert Kreischer. He was on. Uh, he was on Hot Ones too, mm-hmm. and he like he had his like shirt off. He was sweating his ass off, swearing and shit. That one was funny as fuck. He's just a funny dude. He's he doesn't always probably say the most um, politically and socially correct things, but he's still funny. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I had a conversation with Melissa this morning. I don't remember what Me Too thing we were talking about. It might have been the Crystalia thing. Or no, it was um, it was a blackface thing. It was no. who, did, who did blackface? Wasn't it you said uh, Robert Downey? Back in no, Tropic Thunder. It, it wasn't Tropic Robert Downey. <laughs> it was who the fuck? I can't remember who did blackface. I don't know. It was a comedian who did blackface. I think I saw something I, about it too. And I was saying that context really matters in those situations because um jimmy kimmel was getting torn apart too for like doing carl malone blackface and stuff Mm -hmm. and i was saying that like comedians are in a different kind of space because they're commentators on society and reality so they should be able to walk that line and with the jimmy kimmel situation he even came out and said that he wasn't doing it with malicious intent and that's kind of what Melissa was pushing back on me against was that, like, you can't make that argument that, like, just because it didn't have malicious intent that it isn't fucked up because that's what a lot of racist people do. Be like, oh, I fucking, I don't hate black people, so yeah. I can do blackface. The, so, uh, like, the, I, I have black friends, oh, so I'm not a it racist. Was, it was, uh, you know that show 30 Rock? Yeah, because wasn't, yeah, Tina Fey was in that, wasn't she? Yeah, Tina Fey. They, there was yeah. like four episodes where they were one. They had a character in blackface in like mm-hmm. 2013. Yeah, because wasn't it? Uh, it was Tina Fey and uh, oh, what's that guy's name? Uh, freaking Baldwin, Alec Baldwin. Thank you. I was gonna say the the fucking the boyfriend in the Cat in the Hat. It's the only place yeah. I could think of him from. <laughs> he's from, he's on SNL. He does like the Trump yeah. impersonations. Yeah. Alec Baldwin is an alcoholic. He's super fucked up. I know he is. You know, he's punched multiple people in the face <laughs> on the street. <laughs> hey, are you, are you Alec Baldwin? Yeah. Smack. Yeah, Shut they the just fuck like up. are like paparazzi and shit will get in his face and he'll, he'll be like drunk and he'll punch him in the face. That shit's funny. I don't know bro. how he has a career. I'm sorry. But it's okay. That shit's funny. 
He's definitely said some racist shit. Oh, hell yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It, that's Those kind of situations, I don't know. I do really think that comedians are kind of in a different sphere, like, sphere of, like, being able to do things. Just because, like, without comedians, like, there's really nobody to give, like... Everything's gonna suck. Yeah, well, like, that's need- just, like... Yeah, I mean... Kind of, like, in the same sense that whole, like, they have that, like, space. Because, like, like you said earlier, like, I don't know how exactly you just said it, but, like... That's, like, that's what they do is, like, they take things that are happening and they take things that are, like, present and they just, they, you know what I mean? Like, they make, they try to make them funny. They try to put their own spin mm-hmm. on it. They try to, like, bring it to light to something that we can laugh about. Like, they just something you can laugh about. Like, it's not, yeah. you're not, you know what I mean? Like, they, they don't do, they don't do blackface to, like, be racist, to be, like, anything. It's just, like. It's one of those things. It's like with yeah. anything you do. It's like when they it's like when they mock like Trump or any other politicians. Like that's just like it's just funny. It's funny yeah. to just take things that we have and just like put like a funny spin on them to make you laugh. That's what comedians do. Like yeah, I mean yeah. like you said, if we don't have comedians, what the hell are we gonna laugh at? That's the point. Yeah. And like <clears throat> I, I feel me. like how you can't do an impersonation of like an african-american without looking like them like that's the whole thing is like they're trying to be that person they're not trying to like make fun of them because of their race or anything they're just trying to be that person like like if you if jimmy kimmel wanted to be carl malone and he was he just looked like jimmy kimmel then like nobody would know what the fuck who the fuck he was like what the fuck are you doing jimmy like he that's what he (laughs) said he was like me, him painting his skin black was no different than him putting fake muscles on and shaving and having a bald cap. Like, it was yeah. all just part of the character. But then again, blackface is fucked up. No, but I mean, I people, agree. It's, it's probably something that shouldn't be do. done, but you can't take it as like, oh, he did blackface. He's racist. Like, no. It's, yeah. You're es- taking it out of context. When those things are 20 years ago. We, exactly. 20 years Taking ago, it. we weren't in this kind of culture. We're, like, we're becoming more inclusive and understanding, like, what those things mm-hmm. we did in the past were wrong. Like, if you look at the history of blackface, it is super fucked up. But n- I've never once seen anything in, like, these stories that resembles, like, that kind of blackface. Yeah. Like, they were there was white people painting themselves black and trying and just doing the big red lips and like the worst stereotypes you could possibly think of towards African-Americans. And it was super malicious and it was just attacking them and like just being super downright racist. But that was also 80, 90, a hundred years ago mm-hmm. when things were way fucking different and we have obviously grown a lot from that nobody does that anymore because we've learned that that is super fucked up yeah but to compare that kind of blackface to what jimmy kimmel did is i think those are polar opposite situations i'm honestly surprised like maybe it happened the movie is very old now so maybe it happened like back then and it's kind of like already like in the past but did anybody ever like did Robert Downey Jr. ever face, like, any of this shit for his blackface in Tropic Thunder? Uh, I mean... I was thinking the same thing the, when you brought that up. The like, most recent... I mean, he got some backlash, like, when it, they talked about it on Joe Rogan, but, like... Okay. He's still Robert Downey. 
I know, really but like, I'm just wondering because like, I feel like when the whole like thing came out with like Jimmy Kimmel, like he like apologized on his show, and like there was a bunch of people that were, like, oh, Jimmy Kimmel's canceled. Like, I don't remember seeing anything mm. like, oh, Robert Downey Jr.'s canceled. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that that once again comes to context, and people were willing to like understand that context. Yeah. And I think there was enough people on Robert Downey's side to defend him. A lot of people don't like Jimmy Kimmel at the end of the day. He is, like, he is a leftist, like, shill. Like, he does kind oh, of, like... Oh, tell me. Yeah. He just, he just says whatever the network wants him to say, so... What's he... He's on, I, what? NBC. Uh, NBC or... He's not CBS, right? Uh, well, I think he's on NBC. Okay. Yeah. But... I mean, I like he, him. He's a funny dude. He's got funny stuff. Know. I don't know. A lot of those, like, late-night talk show people have really became, like, kind of... They're, they're just an extension of, like, Honestly, CNN and it, MSNBC and shit now. It, it really bugs me because, like, kind of going back to where, like, the whole, like, comedians have, like, that special, like, place. Like, they have that leeway more than, like, the rest of, like, us do. It, it kind of, like... Like, you have this space to where, like, you're allowed to do these things, like, that are, like, funny and you're allowed to, like, point fingers and, like, make fun of people and make jokes and make it all, like, make it all fun and games. But, like, it's just one of those things. The last thing they should do is then turn into, like, this fake, you know, political voice to try yeah. to, like, get other people to follow them. Like, no, we don't – I don't want that in comedy. If I want to well, talk about politics and I want to talk about all this other shit, I'll go and – watch some shit about politics i'm watching you to laugh and to like have a good time like don't bring that shit over here i think like the best example of where it works or worked was like when stephen colbert and john oliver had their shows because from the very beginning you knew you were going to watch their show for politics and stuff about politics but you also knew that it was going to be comedy when you go to watch a late night talk show you you go there because it's fucking 11 o'clock at night and you just want to fucking laugh at something you want to laugh you want to relax and you want to have a good time but now every single one of their monologues is about what donald trump is doing and you can't escape that 24-hour news cycle anymore no like it's just like there's no escaping it now every kind of content you watch has something to do with what's happening in the world or what's happening in politics and it's just that's why i think there's so much divisiveness because everybody's so entangled in it now that there's no there's no source of media that you can escape anymore like even like on like netflix and like amazon shows like they always have something entangled in there that like brings up that little thought in your back of your head or makes you mad or does something to (laughs) like pissed off and that's what drives numbers is anger anger drives views and all of that and it's super fucked up that we're in this situation where people are clickbaiting every piece of content you could possibly clickbait to make you mad so you go on twitter and you write that tweet and then you piss someone else off and then it just circles and then all those views come back to that original spot and it just it's just super we're in a yeah. really fucked up situation and I honestly, I wish we could find a better way to, like, bring inclusivity and diversity and everything that we need in this country in a better way than just canceling everything and destroying our history and doing all this stuff. It's just... 
cancel culture's fucked. See, ours, <laughs> this whole shit's fucked. Did you guys know that they're trying to cancel J. Cole? I know, bro. Dude, the only one, the only one that I, like, honestly forgot about that. Purely, like, the only artist that I, like, love so hard, like, how? It's J. Cole. I fuck with J. Cole so heavy. How could you cancel? I was, like, furious when I saw this. His new song, Snow in the Bluff. Yep. Like, like, literally, I don't. Because something happened, as far as what I know about it and my knowledge, like, I read, like, the tweets, and I tried to look into it and see what happened, and as far as I know, he, he made a, he, he made, like, a, he wrote, he, he put out a song. There was a, there was a song he put out, and it was something that had to do with what's going on, and then he tweeted about it, like, let me pull up his tweets real quick, and, like, I'll read yeah, what it's exactly. It's mainly about, it's mainly about, um... This girl who um, he saw on like social media was like really upset about the um, like everything going on in the Black Lives Matter movement and everything, and um, but then he said like he switches his tone in it. Not really. Like he's still like really respectful, but he's like just the way the Queen's um, tone came off was like sort of like just fucked up. Like um, and like he liked her intentions, but just like. What, like, I don't know. How she was going about it was not the right way. I think that's what he was trying to say. That's so crazy because I thought that was a really good song about, like, what's happening. And especially from his point of view, like, the the last line before, like, it kind of gets into that singing chorus that ends off the song where he goes, like, I have the lyrics pulled up. Um, I was just going to say, I was trying to find it. Let's see. I'm going to have to replace some of these words because he does say the N-word. Um... Ran into this man outside of the store yesterday. He said something that had me like, wait. Uh, he was like, Cole, appreciate what you've been doing, my friend. That's real. But damn, why I feel faker than snow on a bluff? Well, maybe it's because I ain't doing it enough. And that's uh, right there just makes me. I thought that was a good thing. Like, he is in this place where he is doing a lot for the community, but, like, at the end of the day, nobody's going to give him, like, the respect he wants because he could always be doing more. And I he by him acknowledging that, I thought that was a good message to end it off with, that, like, mm-hmm. he is acknowledging that he could be doing more for the black community, but, like, at the end of the day, there's nothing he can do as an individual. Yeah, so sorry about that, folks, if there's a little error a little something wrong in this recording here basically what happened is i went to go open up the apple music lyrics to look at j cole's song and then i went to go look at his tweet and it cut out but i basically just read his tweet and then we kind of just got into i got into talking about how i believe what he means by all that is he understands that he could have a voice in this and he could have um more of an influence but he's not the one to do it so he's respecting that and he's taking the step back and he's acknowledging the people that do have the uh, the more knowledge behind the situation and the circumstances at hand to then have that voice. And I think that's I think that just goes to show that like J. Cole's woke, man, like he he gets he understands he gets shit. Mm-hmm. Dude, like this just is what I think about every time I just uh, in the song High for Hours. Mm. The last line he goes, um, 
what good is taking over when you do you know what when we know what you're gonna do the only real revolution happens right inside of you like um and that was just about revolution in his third verse in that song oh, shit, that make it wanna let go. it's uh it's really fire but um i don't know i think and then he says it in this like the real change comes within like i don't know mm-hmm. it's in every mm-hmm. person it's not like you can't really change people that are just like really old geriatric fucking crazy fucks geriatrics other crazy fucks like uh, that's why i saw this dude who wrote a children's book about like all this stuff and like i think that's what they gotta do start them young be like yo this is how people should be but oh hell yeah yeah like when sesame street at the beginning of all the protests and everything they did like a whole special where they were like explaining to children like just like why racism is bad and stuff and if you teach kids from the beginning you really it comes down to how you were raised we've talked about this before on the podcast that who you are as an adult is majorly based on your upbringing like yeah how your parents are how they taught you to act and how they you know taught you to interact with humans which is why all of us like we've never Minus, like, tiny little things. None of us, like, our friend group has, has ever had any issues with, like, other people, has ever had anything, like, you know, negative about us to us. Like, we've just never, we've never been in any of that mindset to where, like, we've treated anybody poorly or anything like that. We kind of just do our yeah. thing, treat everybody the same, and live our lives. We kind of and- just hang out and play video games. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but at the same time, we never did any, I mean, you know, exactly, I get what you're saying. We could have been completely different people, especially considering where we grew up. We grew up in an area that could have been... A very small, rural, like, not diverse area. did breed some very rural people around us that may hold the Confederate flag on their cars and, like... Yeah. Shoot to backy yeah. on the back of the trucks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. The fact that we didn't come out like that proves that it really does come down to how you're raised. Yeah. yeah. It's not it's not exactly. your area, it's not where you're from. It's the individual and how your parents choose to mold you yeah. as you grow up. True, true, true. Which is why I, well, I kind of kind of feel bad for people who got shitty parents. Yeah, I really do feel bad for people who have bad childhoods and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's kind of like the, what everybody, like, a lot of this Black Lives Matter stuff is kind of coming down to, like, the fact that, like, these people were put in situations that they really, over generations, have had no control over. And Mm -hmm. that's what Mm -hmm. created, like, these shitty childhoods and stuff is because they they went to schools with no funding. And school, going to your school is one of the biggest factors in your upbringing and stuff. Education and just, like, who your teachers are and, like, how you're being treated at school. If you don't have a good home life, your only other home is school. And it it really comes down to that. And school funding is determined by how much wealth you have, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's dope. Yeah. Tell me about it. Dude, just imagine if they, like, trained, I don't know, they should just have every kid investing from when they're born and, like, 
Andrew Yang should have stimulus checks and every kid is just like passively making money. So eventually everyone's set off and stable. Yeah. But we'll never get to those points. I really hope we do get to those points someday, but... You know, I don't know if we a, ever will. It's too we can't, bro, because we have to teach kids how to do math in seven different ways, and we have to teach yeah. kids. You know, that shit does like, not matter. Ay, ay, ay. No, it doesn't. Like, for me, statistically, and looking at finance, math does help. I like being good at math. Well, it yes, helps but a lot. like certain things, it needs to be taught in a more real world and practical application. Yes. 100%. If you're going to be an engineer, you're going to need math. Okay. And when we went to college, school, like, like when we started yeah. college, I was like, oh, finally. I was like, I get to learn shit that like is actually going to be useful in my life. I don't have yeah. to learn about all this stupid bullshit we learned in high school. And then I'm sitting in college classes, in classes that aren't even remotely like related to my major. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning about like, I mean, yeah, history is important. But like I'm talking like dumb history shit. Like, yeah about wars and about like you know like all this junk like this isn't gonna help me in life don't waste my time please like music theory i gotta sit through music theory and i'm a goddamn science major do the math for me please i'm confused how did why music's lit bro i know it is but you get my point i get your point it's just a waste especially considering you have to pay for that yeah (laughs) But that's I, the, I don't I don't think you shouldn't have a choice. <laughs> like when you're paying massive amounts of money, I don't think that yeah. y- your education should be determined by some weird fucking rubric they put together. Like where okay, every we gotta, student has to take some fucking gen ed classes. You got to learn uh, you know, you got to do a you got to do an American civ, western civ. We're going to have you take uh you got to take English you gotta take two English classes. We want you to take like you know social sciences, natural sciences, like, calculus. I get it. They're trying to I make well-rounded students, but then again, I think that's what high school should be. If I was literally not, just you know, gonna say that's what high school should be well-rounded, for. and then and then when you right get to college, yes, field. yeah, you should graduate high school and you should be like, okay, I'm well-rounded. But what do I like? What do I want to go further with? What do I want to excel in? That's what I learned in college. I'm not gonna. I don't lie. go. I don't go to college to be like a next step up of high school. I feel like there should be a thing where like, I think this is done somewhere else. This is why I've heard of this. But um, like when people hit ninth grade, it's like you have a choice to keep learning and finish high school, or you go into like the workforce and like your field and you learn. I think a it was like Russia. I think it was like, like Russia, man. And it's like, I yeah, mean, something. even they're starting to do that more. Like, luckily, people are starting to realize that we need engin- engineers and stuff. Yeah. And so, like, there's STEM and everything. And, like, my stepdad, he teaches at P Tech, which is, like, kind of like BOCES, but it's more centered on, like, STEM fields and stuff like that. Yes. And so, from ninth grade to your senior year, you go in there with a specific field that you want to go into and a majority of those kids are walking out with full-time jobs out of high school because they got the well-rounded training they needed in their field that's what i'm saying i definitely i heard of that though trent i'm trying to find out where but like yeah exactly and it's like and then if you want to learn more and become like it's just i don't know 
I feel the like also, the, the other thing is I think associate's degrees should be free I think you should be able to get an associate's degree for free at minimum because yeah. mm-hmm. I don't I don't see an issue with that I think if everybody gets a, a further well-rounded education that's not fucking filled with stupid gen ed bullshit and you're actually going in and getting training in your field for those two years I don't see an issue with doing that for free yeah, right here, Trent, the article I pulled up, they're talking about um, South Africa. Ooh. Elon Musk. <laughs> I saw something on TikTok. I don't know if this is controversial or anything. Oh, God. They were, they were talking about how Elon Musk is the richest African-American because <laughs> he's from <laughs> South Africa. I mean, <laughs> oh my it's, it's not wrong. <laughs> it's not like it's incorrect. It's it's a true statement. That's what we had the podcast you look for, all the controversial topics. That's <laughs> what we do. We talk about the tough topics so you don't have to. <laughs> and I would like to say, if anybody comes back to this podcast in 10 years and wants to fucking try to cancel me, or Brad, or Trent, fuck you, you're pussy. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> if, if, I honestly, off. I was thinking about this today. Like, if people are canceling J. Cole right now, like I, I don't even do anything. Just cancel me. Like, I don't know. I don't want to be living my life in like just a place where, oh, I get to the top. Oh my god, I made it, and then someone just tries to cancel you. Yeah. Like you're what? Canceled. What kind of culture is that? What? Yeah. Like who wants to you live? Can, it? Like you can lose an entire lifetimes of lifetime literally. of work for something you said. That's uh-huh. what I'm saying, and like I get it, but like. I don't know. It's just it's just sort of like fucked up to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fucked up. Yeah. Well, our world's fucked up. <laughs> I think that's the theme of this podcast. Everything's <laughs> just fucked up, man. <laughs> the world's fucked up. That's Video games, streaming platforms oh. are fucked up. We also forgot to tell you guys about the second wave of Corona that's coming. Oh, but, uh, I know. We'll save that for when it's 100% here and more people are... Ah, All it. because motherfuckers couldn't stay inside when they was told to to begin with. Yup. It's sort I of fucked know. up. I don't even know what to think anymore because, like... I don't care. I don't care anymore. I, if I get it, I I'm get it. I'm, I'm I The way I see it, it's, it's just going to be like, you know, survival of the fittest, man. If I get it and I live, I'm good. If I get it and I die... I wasn't meant to be. You know? It wasn't meant to be. You know, man? I ain't even gonna be mad. I like the vibes. I ain't even gonna be mad. Alright? It's gonna come at me. I'm gonna be in the hospital by dying. And I'm gonna, I respect that. I respect that. I'm saying, I'll see myself out. <laughs> Nurse, shut the light off. <laughs> I wanna go. I wanna go in peace. I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't either, but that's what we don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. It's I just true. want I just want some aliens. This would be the time, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and like like I said at the beginning of the podcast, like I'm having a day. It's because that stupid talking about the corona and stuff. 
Phase 4 was supposed to include gyms and malls and such. Now, today, something was put out that Phase 4 no longer includes gyms. And uh, I don't know what's going on. So, what is there five phases now? What's the what's the plan? Did we add a fifth phase? Did Cuomo add number five? A hundred phases. I don't like Cuomo. I'm going to go on the record and say right now, the things that have happened in New York State that have personally affected me, I don't like Cuomo. I am going to stand against Brad, and I am going to say I like Cuomo. Ugh. Why? Let me hear it. I'm Why? I'm stand in the middle and say I neither like or dislike it. Okay, that's this fair. is that's this fair. is my reasoning. And um, I've never if it's had, a good one, I'll agree with it. I've never had an opinion on him. Like I've always heard he's done stupid shit. And, like, around here, it's like, Cuomo takes the guns away. <laughs> so around here, it's like, it's like, ah, Cuomo takes the guns away. <laughs> I don't know. This is what everyone says. So we live in a hick town. So, but, um, I'm like, not like just seeing him on the news every day. So, like, this man's was trying to relay as much knowledge that he had about the coronavirus he like literally was not even giving a fuck about politics like just was trying to save people's lives put a whole state no, on shutdown i respect like, the shit out of that and like i'm just every saying day he's not spending time with his family giving us these messages and like i'm like shit this man is like doing his job a lot better than i think a lot of other people are Donald Trump. Donald Trump a (laughs) lot fucking better. Like he's no, don't get me wrong. He's done great. He's done. He's done a lot of good things. I'm just saying, like in I don't know. I can't put so much blame. It's not like we've gone through this shit before, where it's like, oh, he should have known better, bro. You should have had a better (laughs) plan. Like, should have had. I get it. I get it. But I'm pissed off because like he needs to understand that New York City. You can't when you look at New York State. As far as, like, population, how it works, and, like, economics-wise. I mean, Trent, you could probably voice in better than I can. I don't think you can compare New York City to other places of the state. It's a completely different. Like, you can't look at New York City and be like, oh, yeah, we got to shut them down. Because, you know, like, the corona is still out there. And then, like, we're looking Mm -hmm. over here at Chautauqua County and be like, yep, you're shutting it down. Like, no. I mean, Mm -hmm. but in his defense, the, the whole point of the phases and how he did it, was to reopen the state when each part of the state is ready to reopen. Well, yeah, guess what? I'm motherfucking ready, bitch. We're going into phase four, and New York parts of New York City are still in phase one and two. Yeah. So, well, if we're going into phase four, where's my gyms? <laughs> I I'm I'm kind of getting in the camp now that like small these businesses need to reopen. Hundred percent. But they need they need to reopen, obviously with. The needed measures and everything, but people can't. You can't tell someone that they can't run their business anymore. It's just not a thing. Like Chautauqua Fitness, they fucking they bought out the the tanning salon area next to them. So now they own three spaces in that plaza. That is not. That's probably Nick, my stepdad, was saying that on average it's probably two thousand dollars a month per space. So they're paying yeah. six thousand dollars a month in rent. And they're making no income right now, and that's they just ridiculous. renovated that whole thing. And, and that's if how, they're paying rent. And how is a business supposed to that rent that you owe just doesn't disappear into the wind? It's See, not like 
the the landlord needs that money. That's how the landlord pays for that property. It's and just like, this the money doesn't tries to pay the bank. disappear into the wind. But then like they stop, and then the economy collapses. <laughs> the coronavirus just, fallout is still coming. I I am in the camp that you need to let business owners make that call at the end of the day. If they want to open their business, they have. It's their property. They should be able to do whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I—that's my my one qualm, 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 qualm. What's the word? Qualm. I, don't I think know. it's qualm. I think with, you're right. I think it's qualm. With like the phase thing, is that like you're not really giving businesses a choice, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, it has to be their choice. Well, I mean, they are. Oh. They are. They are opening up now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, most businesses are open right now in our area. Shout, Shout out, out BJ's. the tavern. Going to be working at the tavern tomorrow. Hey, there you go. Not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor. And BJ's. Love BJ's. Just, Wish BJ's would sponsor, but for now, not a sponsor. It's just a really weird situation, and I always, I'm, I'm always in the middle of what I support and what I don't support because it changes every single fucking day. True. I swear to God. When he opens up the gyms, I'll support him again. Till then. Until then, Until like then, I told you, boys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send him a strongly worded email. I'm gonna tell my address. Tell him to come get these hands. Oh, I know. Because I'm sick of it. I'm moving to Pennsylvania, and they got a Republican governor, and he doesn't believe in the coronavirus. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just choked on my water. He don't believe in the coronavirus. Republicans oh, don't God. believe in no coronavirus. No, they don't. Did you guys so. see the thing that Trump said he wants to slow down testing and then his aides yeah. were like, oh, oh it's God. a joke. And then he yeah. was like, no, no joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's a common defense they use with them God. because he's a fucking geriatric. Because he's an idiot. Crazy man. <laughs> They're like, oh, he was just joking, guys. He didn't actually mean that. And then he hops on Twitter. He's like, I meant it. Uh, 100% meant it. <laughs> like, my man. Oh, my God. He's such yeah. an idiot. He He's such really an idiot. Insane shit at that fucking rally, as usual. Do you know how many times I bet? Well, not like how many times. Do you know how many people when he gets up on like that stage in front of that podium to go and talk, and the people that like are like around him and shit like that? I guarantee they just stand there, cross their fingers, like don't say some dumb shit. Don't say some dumb shit. <laughs> and then he and then he says, says some dumb some shit, dumb and they're like, "Fuck it," and they just walk away. Did you all uh, kind of talking about this rally and kind of talk about TikTok? Did you hear what the TikTok and K-pop community t- they together? Out they all the tickets at Tulsa. They came together. Yeah, they fucking. Are and you the, serious? And the Trump, uh, like campaign and everything was like using it as like a fucking a marketing thing for the thing because they didn't know what was happening yet they're like yeah a million plus people have signed up to come into the rally yeah trump's got so many supporters in reality like k-pop probably 80 percent of them were k-pop and tiktokers trying to fucking flood that's the thing hilarious. so nobody can get seats that's funny and it said that's that there so was, was like a nineteen thousand seated like arena 19,000 capacity yeah. 6,000 people showed up damn and but damn. that was the thing a lot of people were showing uh, pictures of like how different news organizations would frame the rally like when they were broadcasting it like 
CNN and MSNBC would use a really wide camera angle so you could see all the empty seats, and Fox News was like right on Donald Trump. You're super zoomed in. (laughs) So you only could see. You could see like three people, and you're like, holy shit, everybody's out. That is so funny. That is so fucked up. It just shows. That's just a perfect example of the world we live in. Complete bias. Just by the camera angle, you could notice complete (laughs) fucking bias. Oh my god. I love it. Yeah, it's so uh, crazy. But the, the videos that Trump was using, I almost question. I can't I can't back this up. I can't there's no proof to this, but I almost question if the videos he was using for his campaign videos were from other rallies. Because the videos that I was seeing from his point of view, the arena was packed full and there was every mm-hmm. seat was full. But every other video I saw of it, there was mad empty seats. So I, I don't, don't know it. what the rea- reality of the situation it. was. In. I have no back clue. to the topic that everything in the world's fucked up and we don't know what's real or not anymore. I don't, I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah. It's just a... Uh, well, I do believe in one thing, and that is that this episode will have a meme of the week. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I give it to you if you want it. That's all I, gotta I don't say. know if it's that time, but I think I mean, it might be that time. We've we've gone through the itinerary. We've seen the, <laughs> the itinerary is complete. We've seen the ramble on our on our rambles, and I mean, I think we've hit a. I think we've hit a the point. The itinerary only had one topic. <laughs> Dylan, you're not supposed to let the people know that. <laughs> you're supposed to make it look like we're professionals. We don't. We. Yeah, hit the beam of the week. No more for you, Dylan. Don't right. spill no the more. tea. Right, Don't spill the tea. No more for you, Dylan, because it is time for the da 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 B Dills meme of the week. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to your favorite segment of the socially distant podcast. I am your host, B Dill, coming at you with the meme of the week. Once again, as always, week fourteen, going strong. This meme is brought to you by. The Nugget Instagram page, not a sponsor. Uh, hopefully one day. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I had a couple that I was trying to narrow it down, trying to go back and forth, looking at them, watching them a few times. But this one, this one was just funny to me, um, just because it was like it just kind of was something I'd be like, oh, I would say that shit, or like that's something I would do. And it's this this dude, it's this kid. He's sitting in a classroom, and he's got like a fuck ton of pairs of glasses on his face. And the caption and the caption above it is me trying to see where the fuck I asked for your opinion. And I was like, you know what? That's some shit I would say to somebody or that's some shit I would do. So that one's got to be it. It was just hilarious. <laughs> the other one, the runner up was a Joe Exotic one. And it made me laugh a little bit. It was a good one. But that one right there is going to be the da-da-da-da-da-da Beatles meme of the week. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That was a good one. That was a good one. Not gonna lie, I like that one. Thank you once again. Thank you, man. Of course, of course. That's what I do. The, non, the non-nugget sponsored. Hell yeah! Well, I mean, we're waiting. We're, we're waiting on that reply, Mister Nugget Man. I know. <laughs> if you we're waiting on that this, email. I hope this voice sears deep in runs your out? soul because I am very upset with you. I would love to see who actually runs the Nugget page. I thought the I same Google exact that. thing. Like, do they not have the time of day? To respond to a very genuine email. <laughs> I'm sorry. I if, I if just a, it, it was it was a legitimate 
um, business, business opportunity. It was a, yeah, it was a legitimate business proposal. And I, I didn't get a, like, nothing. No, I didn't get shit, dog. We're, he's too good for us. She's too good for us. We don't know. Anonymous. I don't know. I don't know who it is, but I'm going to find state. out. Elon One Musk is too good for us. Donald Trump runs the page. Baron no. Trump. That's who runs the page. I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed as fuck. <laughs> There's so many good ones though. I'm just I'm just looking at the rest of them and just laughing my ass off. Yeah, but let's let's hit the quan. Alright, oh. everyone. Thank you once again for stopping by with the socially distant podcast. Hell yeah. Another week. A lot of tangents as always. I think this has been a good one. Be safe. I hope, I hope in the near or far future we don't get cancelled. God bless oh, America. We ain't, we God bless America. Fuck we cancel ain't culture. Canceled. If we do, fuck it. Fuck it. Give it a Hell run. Yeah. Like I said. <laughs> Give it a run. Turn off the lights. Turn Let off the lights, lights, please. Let me dive. <laughs>